place after the end of World War II, you can hear new voices. You can hear younger Japanese ask, well, isn't that a war crime? Isn't that an atrocity? Shouldn't the United States apologize for that? And you have a fairly healthy debate in television and on radio and uh, in the print about just exactly what the Japanese should ask of Americans in, in looking back at the dropping of those two bombs. But on top of that, you also have a fairly nuanced and a slightly more revealing debate in Japan about how they got to that point at the end of the war, certainly not justifying the use of nuclear weapons, but recognizing that there was a long pathway in that terrible war that led to the, that terrible outcome at the end in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So I think there will be some po very positive reviews of the president's decision to visit. I think there will be some critique, um, but I think it's important that he's going to go alongside the Japanese Prime Minister. In other words, he's not going alone. He's going to go alongside Prime Minister Abe, and both leaders are going to demonstrate not only that there's been this tremendous reconciliation in the relationship, but that they both want to look ahead and look forward. President Obama began his time in office, uh, as you mentioned, talking about his long-held desire to uh, rid the world of, of nuclear weapons. He, his presidency is drawing to a conclusion with uh, the man who's uh, clinched the Republican nomination, Donald Trump, musing about whether the time is, is right for Japan and South Korea possibly to get their own nuclear deterrence. How has that suggestion been received in Japan? Uh, with shock, frankly, <laughs> uh, much as it has been around the world. I, I think there is a, a sense of of, of incredulity, I think, about the fact that a, a candidate for the presidency could say that out loud and could actually believe that it would be good for more countries to acquire nuclear weapons rather than less. And so yet I, I suppose the, the, the counter logic, sorry to interrupt, is that um, no. the, President Obama might well be talking about the, sort of the, the need for a reduction or control in nuclear weaponry. He's, he's hardly running down the nuclear arsenal of the United States. No, it's exactly right. And I think, you know, there's some real need to take a good scrutiny, uh, close scrutiny of the Obama presidency in terms of how far he's come in terms of disarmament and non-proliferation. There's some positives, to be sure. He initiated the nuclear summit, which brings leaders of all countries together to develop a system where you could track fissile material, you can get people on board, and Japan was on board this last year at the last meeting to return some of its uh, plutonium uh, to make sure that all of the accountability that is re required of nuclear civilian nuclear powers be uh, the mechanisms be put in place. So he's done a lot on the nuclear security front. He's done quite a bit. The Obama administration deserves a lot of credit for managing in some ways the debate in the United Nations, uh, the conversation with China on North Korea, and of course the Iran conversation is another piece of the puzzle. So there's okay. pluses there. But in terms of reducing America's arsenal, I, I think we have yet a long way to go. Sheila Smith from the Council on Foreign Relations in Washington, D.C. Thanks very much for joining us. Sports trivia can, for those who care about these things, be elusive to recall, easy to forget. Here's one that is less tricky. China and the Men's Football World Cup Finals. One appearance, 
lost every game, scored no goals. That ignominy was suffered 14 years ago, and now the country's all-powerful president, Xi Jinping, has demanded that Chinese football rise to the top, staging tournaments and winning trophies. The plans begin with the introduction of football into schools all over China and end, it's hoped, with both economic and footballing success, as Richard Conway reports. Patriotic music plays out at the gateway to Beijing's Forbidden City, for centuries the centre of Chinese political power. Nowadays, it's a popular tourist destination, with many stopping to pose for selfies in front of the huge portrait of Chairman Mao, which hangs over the entrance. China's current president, Xi Jinping, is focused only on the future. He wants his country to host and win World Cups. Ma Chengguan is the chairman of the Chinese Super League, and a senior figure within the country's sports political landscape. To host a World Cup is really a festival of fans. It really shows the country's capability to host such a big tournament. It's only possible if the country is developed to a certain level and has the financial ability and also the facilities.